Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. T-Bone, I'm BK. You got BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. We're happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Eric Francis. He's a senior columnist for Sportsnet, also does some analyst work over there as well. And the other day, he put out a piece that certainly caught our attention here in St. Louis. Flames pause all contract talks as the slide threatens this season. We continue to read there, and it basically says, hey, This could go poorly, and it might end up resulting in some necessary trades for the Flames. Eric joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline to discuss his column. Eric, we appreciate the time, man. Let's start out with that. The Calgary Flames are in an interesting position once again with pending UFAs. What do you expect the team to do in its handling of these two in particular with Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's very much the approach. Uh, It was just last week that Noah Hannafin had uh, word had come out that that they were making progress on a on a, a contract extension for the defenseman, and uh, and then since then the Flames have lost five in a row. Uh, they're second last in the National Hockey League right now. I can cite all sorts of terrible numbers in terms of how bad they've been, <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, I think we've all seen it around the league over the years where if you get off to a horrific start. Uh, your season could be over before it even begins. So, you know, I think the Calgary Flames are going to take the next 10 games or so to see if this team is capable of rebounding like they thought it could after last year. Well, and if not, then players like Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin uh, and, and Chris Tanev is another one and Nikita Zadorov. These are pending UFAs that will almost certainly be dealt uh, if, if if the Calgary Flames don't turn their uh, losing ways around. Eric, we uh, we talked about this last week with uh, Julian McKenzie from The Athletic, and, and it is eerie how similar this season is for the Calgary Flames to what last year was for the St. Louis Blues. You got the pending UFAs, you got the lack of direction it feels like for certain players. Does it feel the same for you? I know you didn't watch the St. Louis Blues every single day, but you saw how that season went. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It- it's one of those things where, like last year with the Blues, similar to last year with the Flames, like you, you kept thinking that they might be able to, to kickstart themselves and, and and get you know back into a playoff race. And uh, I know in Calgary, it's certainly all season long. You know they were behind the eight ball early and just chased the whole year, and it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And then when it came right down to it, they kept losing the the crucial games down the stretch. So I. You know, I, I don't know. I can't compare it 100% because, like you say, I, I love it when we go to St. Louis. I do watch uh, Blues games from time to time. But in terms of the whole general way it went, yeah, it ended poorly. And in this city, people expected the team to bounce back significantly this year because everybody had a down year statistically last year. Surely some of those guys would bounce back. 
And at this point in time, not a single one of them outside of their goaltender has done that. And that's the, that's the, the, the hardest thing, I think, for some people right now in Calgary. Jacob Markstrom, who was probably the biggest reason the team missed the playoffs last year, has been their best player so far this year. And, uh, and yet they can't, uh, they can't score any goals for him. So, uh, so they've only got two wins. It's absurd how similar these teams <laughs> really are in is. every possible way. Same thing's happening here yeah. with Jordan Biddington, where it's like last year he couldn't buy himself a win. This year he's looking like one of the best goalies in the NHL uh, once again. Eric Francis is our guest here on 101 ESPN. So, Eric, if this continues heading in a negative trajectory for the Calgary Flames, they continue their losing ways, uh, and this this doesn't get turned around. If they decide to go the trade route and they move off of Lindholm and Hannafin, what do you think their their plan is in the long term? Is this a team that could go into a full-blown rebuild, or are they going to try to recoup some assets that will help them for the foreseeable future as well as the long term? I very much think that they would do uh, – we can pick whatever word we want, a, a major retool, a re, an overhaul, uh, a rebuild on the fly. They're not going to tear it down to the studs, which is what the fan base here has really been clamoring for. Uh, we've all seen around the National Hockey League teams that have done that. You built, you, you just tear it right down. You go through two or three years of, of excruciating pain, and then you, you build yourself back up with young assets. And, and that's how you win a Stanley Cup. I mean, you know, it, it's been proven time and time again. However, uh, the, the majority owner here doesn't see it the same way. He, he, he cites teams that have torn it down to the studs and and have seven or eight years like Buffalo mm-hmm. uh, of mediocrity. And so there's no guarantee that when you tear it down to the studs that you can build it back up and build a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. <laughs> so I, I think as long as this majority owner continues to own this team, and he will, um, I don't think you'll ever see them completely tear it down. Now, when I mean tear it right down, that would mean to me uh, getting rid of Jonathan Huberto and Nazem Kadri. Those guys combined for $17.5 million a year in salary, and they may be your two worst players right now. Uh, so you're not going to be able to trade those guys. Uh, I, I shouldn't say never. Guys, we've seen around the league a million different contracts where you're like, well, that will, <laughs> you'll never be able to move that one. But, you know, there's ways to do it, right? Uh, throwing in draft picks and, 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 and picking up half the tab. And so they're going to explore all those options. But for right now, for the next two weeks, it, everything is in a holding pattern, and that's why they've called up all these contract talks because they need to know if this team is capable of rebounding, and, and I don't think many people think they are. So, Eric, and obviously, like you just mentioned, there's still games to be played before Calgary even gets to that decision. You just typically don't see trades at this time of the year, and especially if you've got two big pieces like that. But the main reason we wanted to have you on is if it does get to that point, we've seen this in the past in the NHL where two struggling teams look at each other and say, hey, maybe we need guys who need a change of scenery uh, purely speculation here, but could you see a match between Calgary and St. Louis if Lindholm and Hannafin are available and both teams still struggle? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I do think, and I, I probably skirted around that your last question, but like, I absolutely think both those guys will be traded for sure. Um, I thought they were going to be traded coming into the season because I don't, I think that their interest in this situation, the city, um, it has waned, and they, they kind of expressed that when they left the CD last year. Um, and I think only significant numbers offered up to them made them rethink, oh, maybe I will stay here and take that money. Anyway, I, I do think that there's a possibility of, of two teams that are struggling trying to help each other out. But I think if, if the next week goes as poorly or the next couple of weeks goes as poorly as they have been the last couple of weeks, 
the Calgary Flames will be looking at not so much just try to how do how do we fix ourselves for this year? It's how do we fix ourselves for two, three, four years from now? I I, I do think that will be the the, the new focus. Um, but I guess anything's possible. And hey, the highest bidder is the one who's going to get those two guys. So if St. Louis comes in with a real attractive package, absolutely they could make a deal. Does that attractive package, Eric, in your opinion, is that more NHL-ready players, or do you think that could be guys who have the higher perspective, like a, a, a younger prospect? You know, I, it, it's a great question because, you know, we don't ever hear from the owner, and, and he's going to be the one that's going to kind of call all these shots. I would suggest that probably – you know, obviously high. I think both Hannafin and Lynn Omar, you're looking at at least a first rounder and a serviceable NHL or at the, at the very least. I mean, I, both of their cap hits are very reasonable too for this last year of their contract. So I, I think they'll, they'll fetch a pretty penny. And I think you'll get a nice mix in there of draft picks, uh, NHL ready players and guys who are on the cusp of breaking through in the NHL as well. So uh, it's kind of a, uh, I'm not giving you a direct answer because I don't know right. what this owner's thinking, but I think that that's what they've been looking for, for sure. Eric Francis is our guest for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You can read his work over at Sportsnet. You can also follow him on Twitter at his name, at Eric Francis. Eric, how do you view Noah Hannafin? What kind of a defenseman is he? Well, I guess one thing, so he just got his 500th NHL game. I think he was the... 10th youngest defenseman in NHL history to hit his 500th game. You know, this guy's been in the NHL since he was 18 and been very durable, missed very few games. Uh, he's as dependable as they come. Like, is he flashy? No, but every year he's going to get you 35 or maybe even 40 points. He's going to kill penalties. He's going to be, you know, definitely in your top three of defensemen on any team in this league, I think. On um, some teams, he'd be in your top two. He's an incredible skater. Um, that's his big, biggest asset, so he can make up for any anything with his speed, getting back into the play, and joining the rush. I, I can't say enough about this guy, and they love him in the room, too. He's a real nice, quiet guy. Um, I don't think there's a team in the league that wouldn't be interested in a Noah Hannafin, especially at that cap hit of under $5 million bucks. Uh, I, I think that that's a guy who a lot of teams would be interested in. And, and he's also... Uh, you know, in a pinch, he's played on the power play here too, but I don't think that's why you'd be picking him up. Sure. It, out of curiosity, I, I don't know if you've heard of any of the rumored numbers as to what it's going to look like, but what kind? What, what do you think a contract extension would have to look like for him? Well, I think in Calgary, it was going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $7 million a year times eight years. Um, I don't know if he gets that on the open market. I mean, I know the cap's going up this summer, I know, and and who knows? All it takes is one person to pay that price. But I, that 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 was quite a premium. I think they were paying. Uh, they were thinking about paying him. I, I, and I don't know the exact numbers, but it was in the seven million dollar range, uh, seven million plus. So, you know, whoever acquires them this year is going to want to know what it might take to sign them long term. And I think that's a pretty solid number for him to look at in terms of what he's looking for. Final one for me, Eric, and we appreciate the time. Uh, Elias Lindholm, is he viewed, and I know he had that sensational couple of years with the Calgary Flames, is he still viewed as a top centerman in the league? Uh, Lindholm is uh, absolutely, yeah. I would say he's, you know, I heard some discussions yesterday. We were having some talks, you know, is he a top 30 center in the league? You bet, you bet he is. Is he a top 20? He might be. 
Now he's not going to get, you know, that one year when he was with Kachuk and <laughs> Gaudreau, I mean, two of the greatest, two of the top players in the league. Uh, he had 82 points. So I think that's, he's maxing out there. I don't think you're ever going to see him do that again uh, or get his 40 goals. But I think that there's a guy who, I, I think you're going to see a guy who's consistent, consistently can get you 65 points and is always going to be one of the top two-way centers in the National Hockey League. Like, he, he's been in that discussion for several years about the, the Selkie Trophy. I mean, that's Bergeron's every year to lose. But he's kind of a poor man's Patrice Bergeron in a lot of people's eyes. And so, as Craig Conroy said here when he was talking about trying to re-sign him, this is a guy who even, you know, as that contract ages and he's getting into his 36, 37 years of age, he could still be extremely useful on the defensive side of the game, even if he's not producing offensively. So I still think he's, yeah. Uh, any team that's trying to win a cup this year would die to have a guy like that. He's making under $5 million this year. He, he can he kills penalties. He's your first guy over the boards for killing penalties. He's done your first power play, and he's your top center. Like, they don't grow him like that very much anymore. He's Eric Francis. Find his work over at Sportsnet. We sincerely appreciate him stopping by here today on BK and Ferrario. Eric, appreciate the time as always, man. Hopefully as this season progresses, you get to see better hockey. But if you don't, (laughs) hopefully we'll be talking with you again soon about potential trade options here in St. Louis. We've all been through some bad hockey, boys. (laughs) But but better days are always ahead. Thanks, Eric.